it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 48 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch, joined as always. He's here. It's Radio Jake. How's it going? It's all right, dude. How about you? It's, uh, you know, it's fine. At least one team in Pittsburgh won today, am I right? Yeah, I was I was gonna lead with that, but you were I guess a great minds think alike, but yeah, that yeah. At least it's Right. Yeah, it's been a it's been a frustrating Steelers Sunday, if you will, but uh this is a Pirates podcast. So we're gonna we're gonna be talking about them. The Pirates did play today as well, and they got a win. Six nothing over the Phillies. It was their only win in the four game series. Uh, they avoided the sweep though, and were able to get that win. Philly desperately needed these wins for them for their playoff chase, as uh, they are two games back of Atlanta for the division lead. The wild card is also on the table. They are how many games back? They are. Nah, it's not really on the table. They're five and a half games back. They're not getting that wild card for uh, the second spot because the Cardinals, I'm not even going to talk about it, but I have been a little bit. The Cardinals just keep on winning. It's classic. But, uh, yeah, the Pirates are now 58-97. They need to go four and three over their last seven games. Or, actually, no, they have to go, what, five and two now, right, to avoid the 100-loss season. But they only need two more wins to get that over 59 and a half. And, um, you know, they they played decent this series, I guess, for them. Lost three out of four. Game one, 
Looked like the Pirates were going to get a win. They were up 6-0, then gave up 12 straight runs to lose 12-6. Game two, kind of the same. Scored six runs. It was good on that front, but uh, the Phillies scored eight runs. The Pirates were up 4-1 to in that one. Could not finish it off. And then uh, last night, the offense was pretty much non-existent. Pirates lost 3 to nothing. Um that was that was not great. Will Crow classically pitched four and two thirds innings. I I'm just gonna assume anytime Will Crow pitches these days, he's gonna go four and two thirds innings because that's literally all he does. And he's gonna throw close to a hundred pitches every time he does that. That's just how it is. But uh, the Pirates were not able to pull that one off today or uh, yesterday. But today, Sunday, they get the shutout. Cole Tucker hit a home run. How about Max Cranick? Five innings pitched, four hits given up, five strikeouts, just three walks. Well, three walks, it's a little much, but uh, three walks with him, five strikeouts. No earned runs. And then the bullpen was able to pretty much hammer it down afterwards. Afterwards, Jason Shreve, David Bettnar is back, Nick Mears, Chris Stratton each had scoreless innings. And uh, today today was a pretty nice, pretty nice win for the Buccos, eh? You would be right on that. I, it's deflating though, just because knowing that you know we pretty much we lost the series already. There's really nothing weighing on it. We just we just somehow kick it in an extra gear today. Um, Joe Block pulled out an interesting stat: Pirates led from every single pitch because Tucker's home run came on the very yeah. first pitch of the game. Um, I want to know what's going on with him. Like he's he's weird because he's been hitting more he's been getting more on base he's looked better since ironically the firing of rick Eckstein. so uh maybe it was i I seriously believe that rick Eckstein was the ultimate cause for the pirates hitting to just collapse this year and for certain hitters that showed promise in the minors he just came up and absolutely sucked especially key brian hayes he started off terribly but then since Eckstein's been fired the pirates have been hitting a lot more and i just find that very interesting some people might brush that off but i consider that to be the ultimate reason why they look better yoshi had another hit today um key brian hayes looked good today two for two after coming in on the pinch and ultimately helped put up some important insurance runs um, but, yeah, you said it. Max Kranich had himself quite a day on the mound yet again. Um, just really uh, five innings. Loved to maybe see him go another one if he kept his pitch count a little bit lower. Uh, not the case. Uh, but, yeah, only gave up four hits. Three walks, five Ks. Didn't allow a run, which is stellar coming from him. You know, a young arm. Great to see Bednar back. Nick Mears, he's another weird one. Yeah. I don't understand this because he'll have – two straight games where he looks like absolute garbage. And then some, you know, like today, one inning, gave up a hit, but he struck out all three outs that he got. I don't, the the inconsistencies with some of these guys scares me, especially going down the road, because the more inconsistent they are, the more likely the Pirates are going to give them a chance to try and prove themselves. And I'd rather just see somebody, you know, just tank and just be, a sure thing saying all right look he's not going to be back next year he sucks because i i've honestly been getting ready to give up on nick mears but just games like this keeps him in the running for next year but um just a few other notes yeah will crow 
I'll, I'm going to tag along with you. I'm going to assume that every time he starts, he just goes four and two thirds. I'm also going to tag on the assumption of an automatic loss there just because he is complete ass. I don't like Will Crow at all. Um, really, I'm just hoping Eddie Yeen pull, or pulls through because he's pretty much the only thing that's keeping me believing in this Josh Bell trade. I honestly would rather take Josh Bell over him at this point. Um, but yeah, I just the all around the series was very weird. Um, the one also want to shout out Taylor Davis made his debut with the Pirates yesterday and collected two hits, went two for three. So it does show that the Pirates do have some hitters uh, in the minors. And I, I remember saying that I'd, well, I'd like to see him come up this season. Yeah. So I think the Pirates actually do tune into our show and listen because uh, they know that we're right and they're wrong. So obviously, uh, yeah, that's totally it. But yeah, those are just my notes from the weekend. Uh, today was a good win. It just sucked that it came pretty much in garbage time and nobody really paid attention to it because Steelers <laughs> are playing. But yeah, that's my. Yeah, exactly. Kranich was good today. Um, I don't know. I don't know where he fits into the 2022 Pirates because thinking about next year. So I, I was kind of uh, pondering this on the last pod, what the rotation might look like. So if if I had to guess, I would say Mitch Keller and uh, JT Brubaker are both, they're locks. I think they're both locks to be in the rotation next year. Brubaker obviously has just been terrible, you know, second half of the season. But the first half, I think he showed enough to where he deserves a chance. And then Keller, I just think the pedigree is there. And even though it's really frustrating to watch him pitch a lot of the time, he has been slowly ever so slowly getting a little better um so i think he'll be in the rotation but there are other guys like steven brault probably would be in the rotation if he's healthy but i'm not sure maybe he gets traded i'm not sure but if he's there he's probably a lock as well but you know guys like Kranick, guys like bryce wilson guys like um crow obviously even though i i think crow's He's eating innings, but yeah, like you said, he's just not good. Um, and he's not really eating that many innings. He he's, He'd be lucky to go five, but there's him. Um, who am I forgetting? There's also um, Dylan Peters. There's just these guys. There's these quad A-ish starters that they're all fighting for, I would say, two or three spots in the rotation next year. Um, and... I don't know. I don't know who I would put in at this point. I think honestly, if I had to be, if 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 you had to ask me right now, who who are the five in the rotation next year? I would say Keller, Brubaker, Brault, Wilson, and Dylan Peters. But um, I don't know. Kranick is definitely in the discussion. What do you What do you think about him? Kind of big picture, short to long term with the Pirates. So next year, I think, is really going to be a big step toward the the upward trend in this rebuild. And I I see, like, I do agree there are some facets of your projected five in the bullpen, or in the rotation, excuse me, that makes sense. Mitch Keller, obviously, he's, you know, I, I you know me as his biggest hater, but, I mean, I will admit he has looked sharper over he's the past there. few months. It's taken a while, but he's getting there. Ever to. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Um, so I do think he's a lock for a starting spot next year. Brubaker, I don't see him in the rotation. Oh, actually, excuse me. Sorry. I'm sorry. 
I do see him in the rotation. I'm thinking of the wrong guy. It's Brault who I don't think is going to be in the rotation, especially with how injury prone he is. I wouldn't stick him in the rotation. I'd maybe use him as a bullpen piece, maybe eat one or two innings here and there. Maybe him and Banda and Cole are like our long relief guys. Um, Wilson and Karanik, I think do deserve a spot in that starting rotation. And I think that fifth spot is going to be taken up by a free agent signing, maybe like a Trevor Cahill almost. I'm not saying it's him, but like a rental piece just to get us through. And see, I don't want to say Tyler Anderson esque just because I don't want to see him get dealt for no reason. Um, Cause I, like I said, the Tyler Anderson trade, I think was terrible. I don't see why we got him to begin with him. I mean, the return we got for him, I think it was just a wasted deal. It was just one of those things to see what we could get at. Like, and if anything, I'd say more of a guy who can be a, a consistent placeholder. Um, maybe who will be around the majority of the season just to make sure there's like a guaranteed veteran presence. Um, so I think that's where that fifth spot is going to be. Um, and if they do get somebody like Anderson where they just inevitably trade him, I do see Roansi Contreras maybe getting a start. Um, oh, wait, I completely ta- forgot Dylan Peters. I am dumb. I am dumb. Yes, I'm sorry. Forget that. Forget what I just said about the free agent signing. Give me Dylan Peters. Dude has shown more than enough to get a starting spot with us next year. Even if he crumbles, he's done his job. Dylan Peters is going to be that fifth starter without a doubt. I have to say that. You think? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think, it just makes sense. Yeah, he's been solid. He's been solid. You're right about Brault. I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm just throwing him in there as just kind of like a maybe type of thing. But uh, they're definitely going to sign someone. Yeah, not Tyler Anderson specific, specifically, but like someone like Tyler Anderson where it's a starting pitcher that's just looking for innings, looking to get a job. It'll be for less than like five million. It'll be a, it'll be a, you know, just cheap, cheap starter. It'll be whoever, but uh, they will sign someone. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think Kranich right now. I don't think he fits into the rotation next season. I think he'll probably be more organizational depth going into next year. Maybe he's not their fifth starter. Maybe he's their sixth, seventh, or eighth starter. Whenever you have to get into that depth due to whether it's trade or injury, whatever, like he'll get starts for the pirates next year, but I see him. I think he'll start the year in Indianapolis. That's my guess right now, but today, today it was really solid. He was really good. Five scoreless innings. That's his second. Now five scoreless inning start. Uh, the first one being his first uh, major league start, his career debut, but the RA still sucks. 623. He's still like, he is what he is. He's he's all right, but it was nice to see him be solid today, um, and it was nice for the bullpen to shut it down. Offensively, kind of ran through it um, on the last pod. The offense has been kind of nice over the last 30 or so games. Um, you mentioned Cole Tucker. He's still not good by any means, but the home run today was nice. Two hits. You like to see that. He's at least hitting a little bit, like a tad, to to the point where I'm still not high on Cole Tucker as, like, a long-term solution. But he's at least showing that he's not a complete total bust. I mean, 
so far still he is a complete total bust, but he's at least showing that maybe one day he won't end up as a complete total bust. It's all there defensively, the speed, the versatility now. He played second base today. He played right field today. He played shortstop. You put him in center. You put him in left. Probably, probably throw him at first base if you want him. Third base. He can play all seven positions, not pitcher or catcher, pretty much, I would say. But if he could just hit a slight amount, the average now, it's up to 221, which obviously is terrible. The on base is at 299, so at least he walks a little bit. On base four times today, two walks today. You like to see, although the average low is low and the on base is low, there's at least some room in between both of those numbers, which you like to see. Uh, the slugging, 316, obviously terrible as well. But over his last, I mean, I'm really. I'm really scratching the bottom of the barrel here, but over his last seven games, um, has it been seven games? Yeah, over his last seven games and 26 plate appearances, I know that sample size is huge. This is before today. He was hitting 333, 385, 458. So, I mean, I'm not expecting that by any means at all, but if Cole Tucker can just hit a little bit, hit a little bit, just be... If he can be an average major league hitter, that makes him an asset because, like I said, he's above average at literally everything else. But in this sport, hitting is the most important thing, and if he can't do that, see you later. So hopefully he continues seven more games. He'll probably be a part of all of those games moving forward to end the season. And uh, I'm, I'm cheering for Cole Tucker. I want him to be good, but, yeah, I mean, I, we just need to see more. And I would assume that he's going to be on the, the roster next season as a bench player, I would I would guess. Yeah, I think it's safe to assume that, especially with his recent performance. I think, the, like I said, I think the thing with Cole Tucker was how Rick Eckstein was sort of mentoring him because, I mean, the guy was hitting in AAA and AA too. Like, he was a good hitter. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't crushing it like O'Neill Cruz and Mason Martin and them, but he was getting on base. He was much better than what we've seen. But I think since Rick Eckstein's come into this uh, into this organization, he's like ruined Cole Tucker. And I'd love to see them give him another chance next year, especially with his versatility, his ability to play most of the positions. God, that would be so funny if they turned Cole Tucker into a fucking catcher. Um, <laughs> but I think that he has earned himself a spot, at least on the bench next year, given his recent performance. Um, but the thing is, is do we as a fan base – really want to give Cole Tucker more time in the bigs when we have guys like Tuca Pita Marcano, um, Diego Castillo and Rodolfo Castro and those guys like just down in AAA. Are we, do we really want to go through another, another year of them giving him more priority over those guys? Honestly, I, it's a toss up. I think that we should be able to see Diego Castillo early on in the season Tuca Pita too. But I mean, Diego's just been flying through the system I would rather see those guys over yeah. Cole Tucker, but if I had to pick one of those three guys to see Cole play over, it'd have to be Rodolfo just because of his inconsistency at the MLB level. Um, but, but just going back to the original topic, Cole Tucker, I think with his recent performance has done more than enough to show that he should be on the major league roster next year rather than. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I agree with, that with the guys coming up. If anything, that puts a little more pressure on Tucker to need to perform to keep his job because like you said there there are some guys 
Tukapita hasn't exactly been lighting it up in AAA, but O'Neill Cruz hit another home run today. Uh, he's looked really solid. Castro, like you said, he's a little inconsistent, but in the minor leagues, he's been really, really good. Castillo, like you said, has been really, really good. So the time, the time is ticking on Cole Tucker, and I guess my point is that it's at least a little, it's a little nice to see him hit a little bit. I guess um, he's not good by any means at all, but he's at least showing a pulse, which is uh, it's a it's a plus. And thinking about next year, like I said, he'll probably be around. He'll probably be a bench guy. Um, there are some other guys, though, that they have been hitting. They've been hitting well over the last month. I kind of highlighted it on the last pod. Yoshi Tsugo obviously, has been amazing with the Pirates. Um, Anthony Alford has picked it up a lot over the last month. He's still striking out, but he, he's been able to cut back on the strikeouts, which you like to see. Brian Reynolds, obviously. Uh, Brian Hayes, obviously. Ben Gamble, solid, gets on base. Um, there's, there's some, there's some decent, decent ish hitters in this lineup, which next year it'll be, it'll be kind of fun to see what happens. Plus at some point you would think that O'Neill Cruz gets incorporated in there. Perhaps, perhaps Mason Martin, uh, it'll, it'll depend on how quickly, Ben Sherrington and co decide to promote these minor league players. We'll see if he takes the Neil Huntington approach of just waiting forever and ever. Obviously they're not going to start in Pittsburgh next year because service time manipulation needs to be had, but uh, next June or so we'll see how quickly, how good these players are doing in AAA and we'll see, we'll see if they're called up to Pittsburgh. That, that'll be exciting as well. And like you said, Rowanzi Contreras, he's another guy. AAA got called up, had his first AAA start, looked pretty solid. Maybe next year he's also a guy that uh, is able to be called up. This crop of curve players that just called got called up to AAA, it's exciting. And it's exciting because they've all gotten off to pretty nice starts in AAA with Indy. So I'm excited about them. I'm excited about some of these Pirates hitters. And um, we'll see. We'll see what happens next year. It'll be, it'll be pretty exciting in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I think next year is going to be a whole different change of pace. You normally talk about the trade block, about who could be gone, you know, who the Pirates could trade off at the deadline in order to give some room for those young guys to come up. I'm more anticipating the DFA wire. Who's all going to be cut midseason, just left out for waivers, who's just going to suck or at least not, you know, who's just they're just going to be on the chopping block to get these guys some reps, these young guys up to Pittsburgh and uh, I just I don't feel like some of these guys we have on the roster now might be good enough unless you're Ben Gamble say uh, I feel like he could be traded next year I don't want him to I'd love to see him stay in Pittsburgh for years to come but you gotta you know it's a it's a it's it's a business you gotta do what the best uh, thing for business is and the DFA wire I think is going to be hot next year with a bunch of players who suck and are going to get cut and you're going to see a lot of players move up uh, in the Pirates organizational rotation. Um, O'Neill is a lock for me. O'Neill and I think Castro are obviously going to be back up at the major league level next year. Mason Martin, I don't know. 
I don't know if we'll see him, especially if Yoshi yeah. continues to provide success. And for some reason, they still love Colin Moran. I know he's got control, but <laughs> I mean, they're going to continue to give him reps. So I think Mason Martin might have to have a little bit more time to wait. And Rowansi, I think, has another good chance to move up with all the pitchers because our pitching has just been awful. So I think the DFA wire is going to be fine with the Pirates next year. One person I think that's going to hit it, and I don't like saying this, but it's going to be Steven Brawl. I mean, the guy just can't stay healthy. And every time he is healthy, he's just not consistently good. Yeah, he's got a few good starts in him, but I just think that the Pirates, if, well, he's one injury away from getting cut and Ben Charrington just saying, look, dude, you're a talented player, but the fact is that you're holding up a 40-man roster spot for us, and you always spend it on the injured list. Like, they are seriously wasting money with Steven Brault, wasting a roster spot with him. I think he is going to be one of the first names you hear with a designated for assignment tag next to him. Yeah, he could. Uh, looking at it, like, players that could be cut, Next year, I don't know how Wilmer Defoe factors into the next year's Pirates. I don't know how Hoy Park, I hate to say it, he he might be optioned back to AAA. Cole Tucker's another one. I know I know. I give him a little praise, but he's a fringe roster guy. Um, Kevin Newman, I mean, I, it seems like the organization loves him for some reason, but he needs to be a guy that needs to be seriously examined on whether or not he deserves a spot on the roster. I think he's going to be the opening day shortstop next season. But, yeah, I don't know. Alford, Gamble as well. They've been nice this year, and they've earned themselves a spot, I would say, for next year. But, I mean, what have you done for me lately? They actually have to be good next year to hold that spot. So, It'll be interesting because, yeah, there are a bunch of guys on the way, and they're coming fast. And those single-A guys in Greensboro playing in the playoffs right now, doing some work, they're going to be called up to double-A next year, and they will quickly be approaching. So some of these guys, who knows? Who knows? The pitching staff, I I can't even begin to, to wonder what's going to happen. It is just such a crapshoot right now. Um, Perhaps, perhaps Brawl is on his way out at some point. I mean, they put him on the 60-day DL, I believe, to free up that 40-man roster spot that you mentioned. But like you said, I mean, you got to stay healthy. We'll see. We'll see what happens with him. I'm not sure um, how this roster is going to look at all, but it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. Before we before we sign off here today, I just want to look at the remainder of the schedule the Pirates play tomorrow a one game makeup with the Cincinnati Reds that'll be in Cincinnati the Pirates do not have a starter named yet for that I don't believe and uh, starting for the Reds will be hmm, here's another name here we go gonna try to dive in here Raver San Martin Reaver River I'm not sure uh, I believe, though, he he's making his Major League debut, or at least his debut this season. Major so League debut. We'll see. Yeah, Major League debut tomorrow for the Reds against the Pirates. How about Sam Howard starting? That was kind of funny. And he struck out the side, too. That was that was the Saturday, Saturday game. But, yeah, no, that – we'll see what the Pirates do tomorrow in terms of a pitcher. And then after that Cincinnati game, they have three games at home. They start their final home 
series or their home stand six games, three against the Cubs. That'll be um, what is that? That Tuesday it'll be Mitch Keller against Alec Mills. Um, Wednesday it will be our guy Connor Overton making another start. That'll be against Kyle Hendricks. And in the series finale, we'll have Will Crow again. And he'll be facing off against Zach Davies. Bunch of soft tossers for the Cubs this series. I'll be uh I'll be expecting some more Yoshi production. He he crushes soft fastballs, I feel like. And uh, I think he's gonna have a nice series. I'm gonna say the Pirates win two of these games. You're spanning the one game off with Cincinnati and the three games with the Cubs. Yeah, in the game tomorrow, I don't know. Uh, yeah, pick the over. Take the over. It's going to be meh pitching. Um, that great, great American yeah. ballpark. I think tomorrow the Pirates are probably going to go with Eniel De Los Santos. He hasn't really gotten too many reps, and I think he, I think he was a starter a few times. So I think they're going to name him as the opener. I don't know who they're going to follow him with, but – um, my guess is De Los Santos, whether they start him or somebody else, I don't think the pirates are going to win this. Uh, I think the reds, uh, they're going to, I think the, I think San Martin's going to cook in his fucking debut and the pirates <laughs> are just going to fall to crap. Um, he probably will. He probably yeah. Will. And then Mills Keller, I think we have a shot at winning that game. Yeah. I mean, Mills doesn't throw too hard. Uh, I think Yoshi's going to hit a bomb in that game. Yep. Uh, he, he handled he's handling this NL central pitching so well. And I think Alec Mills is just going to be another one to add to the list. Uh, Wednesday uh, Overton. Yeah, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Cause we always seem to rock Kyle Hendricks. So I'll say we win that one um, Thursday against the Cubs. I'm going to say we build a strong lead and then we falter because <laughs> we are, we, we realize that we are on the brink of a sweep. And we'll lose it yep. because our bullpen, notably Chase and Shreve, is going to blow it late in the game, and okay. we're going to split it. So I will take it two and two as well. All right. Yeah, I agree. Two wins in the next four for the Pirates. And then the Pirates end the season uh, against Cincinnati, which I was kind of hoping that it would be uh, like a point where Cincinnati is like they need the games to win to potentially get in the playoffs and the Pirates beat them. But St. Louis just – doesn't lose they've won 16 straight games because because why the fuck not like it's just i'm sorry st louis just mm, that makes me mad <laughs> their run differential is plus 34 they're 87 and 69 now it's just it's sickening they're gonna beat the dodgers they are gonna beat the dodgers on the wild card game i've been calling that for a few weeks now the dodgers who are now two back of the giants the Dodgers, who they're going to have like 105 wins to end the season, losing a wild card game. The Cardinals are going to the World Series. I hope you know that. They are. The Cardinals are 9,000% going to the World Series. And they're probably going to win just because cause life is bad. That's that happened. But, uh, yeah, so that, that last series against Cincinnati is not really going to matter much for Cincinnati because they're pretty much cooked. And, um I agree, though. Two wins against the Cubs. They're going to lose against Cincinnati tomorrow. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Pirates The Pirates are going to get their 60 wins. They most definitely are. I don't know if they're going to get their 63 wins to avoid 100 losses. I don't really think that's going to happen. It could. 
five and two though, I don't see that. I'm I'm feeling sixty one and one oh one. I think they got four more wins or sorry, three more wins in them. Fifty eight ninety seven now. But uh yeah, the Pirates and their minus two hundred and ten run differential. Oh my goodness. All right, Jake, where do we follow mm-hmm. you on Twitter? <laughs> follow me at under Awesome. Follow me at Nathan underscore Hirsch, H-U-R-S-H. Follow Bucks Dugout, of course, on at, uh, at Bucks Dugout. Just spell it the way it is. It's pretty easy. And uh, we will be back Thursday at the conclusion of the Cubs series. Only two more in-season podcasts left. A week from now, this will be our last in-season podcast, and then the off-season is officially upon us. I'm not sure what our schedule is going to look like then, but uh, crazy. Episode 48. It's kind of fitting, though. Our final episode of the year will be episode 50, so that's it's kind of interesting. We're on 48 right now, so. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've joined, what, midway through, and it's been a fun ride so far, and we ending on 50? It's going to be a fun time. We're going to make it a spectacular show. Of course, of course. Yeah, join us then, and uh, thank you for listening now, of course. Um, yeah, go Pirates. It's been, a, it's been a pretty hard season. The Pirates really aren't good, but hopefully hopefully this is the, uh, the bottom, the bottom, bottom, rock bottom, and hopefully it's trending upwards over the next few years and uh this is this is the crappy season this is the re the teardown season hopefully now it's time to add but uh yeah we'll be back jake thank you as always uh any last words before we hop off yeah adam frazier all you do is win bullshit you're out of the playoffs buddy bet you wish you stuck with the pirates to make your name known here that's all i gotta say yeah well We'll see. We'll see what happens moving forward with him and the Padres. Talk about a collapse. That that that's a 2012 Pirates esque collapse right there. Just losing, 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 losing. That sucks because that's a fun team. But uh, you know the Cardinals, 16 straight. That makes me want to throw up. But uh, we can end it on that. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Peace.